3: Right now, we have Caleb Dealbar and Louis Varland on stage with us. Uh, so great to have you both here. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Caleb. You just did the uh, Twins Caravan, went to your hometown of Randolph. What was that like for you to go back to your community as a Minnesota Twin and, and meet everyone and see everyone?
4: It was very cool. Um, it's, always, it's always fun going out on caravan and seeing Twins fans, but getting back to my hometown, that was pretty special. and. You know, the, the reception was pretty good, if, uh, if you saw the, the story on WCCO uh, TV. But it was, it, was, it was a fun time. I always enjoy it, and that was, that was an extra special time.
3: That's so cool. Louie, uh, you and I were just talking. I asked you if you get tired of signing autographs or anything. You are loving every minute of this life that you have been able to work your way up to. You remember the days of going to a Twins Fest, and you had your picture taken with who?
5: Yeah, uh it was way back in the day, I was probably ten or ten, eleven, twelve. I got my picture taken with Jesse Crane, Marno, Mauer, and uh okay. and, and one other pitch I forget, but yeah. Hey, Glenn it, Perkins. It, yeah. yeah. Of course. It, it really could have <laughs>
6: been. Yeah,
5: but uh that comes full circle. It's it's great.
3: It's so good. Glenn, go ahead.
6: <laughs> uh Louie, we just had Rocco up here. Uh, at the beginning of our show, and he said you have a spot in the rotation. So congratulations. You don't even have to go he to did. spring training. It was breaking You don't even news. have to go down there. You're <laughs> ready to rock and roll. No, I talked to you throughout the year last year starting. You went to the bullpen uh, in, in that transition. You said you did want an opportunity to start, but talk about that transition to the bullpen, the confidence you got when you could look up at that radar gun and see the uptick in velocity.
5: I'll tell you what, there, there's pros and cons to both roles. Uh, coming out of the pen, though, with the uh, – with the mentality of just emptying the tank, and in my opinion, it's a lot easier to get three outs rather than 15. So, and, and going out there, you only need two pitches. It's, it, it, and, yeah, and the whole hype of it, too. Like, late in the game or later in the game, they're counting on you, the team needs you, and you come through. It's, it, it's fun. It, it is fun.
6: Do you find yourself feeding off that
5: adrenaline? I do, 100%. C-
6: C- Caleb, you don't ever look like you're even sweating out there. Do you feel <laughs> the adrenaline? Or are you just able to internalize
4: it? No, it's it's all an adrenaline rush. Um, you, you do have to internalize it a little bit. Um, I mean, you were the same way. So it's just it, it really is just being able to focus your focus the those emotions in, internally and not not show it externally. I believe um, as for the adrenaline rush, like I I can't even throw ninety miles an hour in the off season. I mean, I, I I'm letting it rip as much as I can, and I can't even touch ninety. So being able to get out there and you know, crank that up three to four miles an hour. I mean that's that, that tells you what the adrenaline rush get really gives you.
3: Louis, so many people cheering for you and Caleb as well, being Minnesota guys. What was that debut like for you, Louie, at Yankee Stadium? And we were just all just blown away when yeah. you were there and you did as well as you did.
1: It
5: was amazing. And I had a lot of a lot of family and friends travel out there day of to, to go see it as well. Uh my fiance was, was there. She's in the crowd right now. But yeah, it was it was it was incredible and things and things worked out. And yeah, why don't you have her stand up and wave? She doesn't look embarrassed at all. And, uh, <laughs> she she
6: had you had stand up and wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on, wave there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> do you want to tell us how the engagement went? Where did you propose do you want to share any yeah. of those sure. stories? Okay. Uh,
5: we went Please. to the apple orchard, um, pine tree apple, apple orchard, and over towards uh, Matamidai and White Bear. And we visit there every, every year. So I figured I'd do it there so we could revisit if, uh, for the years to come. And it, it, it was perfect. Sorry. She sniffed it out a little bit more than so it wasn't a, comp- a complete surprise, but it was, it was great.
3: Good. You got down on one knee in the whole yeah. deal? Yes, I did. <laughs> you are good. You are good. I love Louis, it. Louis, how,
6: how have you prepared yourself this offseason? I'm sure that you've talked to the Twins. They've said, hey, we want you to do this. Let's get you stretched out, whatever it might be. But how has
5: your offseason preparation been, being in limbo on, on what your role might be? Yeah. Um, I, I had a conversation with Pete Mackey, the pitching coach, and we decided to keep my throwing program and ramp up the same as it has been the past couple of years just because I've been healthy and, and, and it's worked for me. So we're keeping that the same. So, so as of now, I'm starting up as a starter. And, uh, and come spring training, I'm ready to compete. And, 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 uh, and, yeah, so.
6: When you made the switch to the bullpen, who did you lean on? Because everybody has a guy. That they talked to you out in the pen about getting ready, preparing yourself in a different way than you are when you're a starter. Who was the guy yeah. that you leaned
5: on? Uh, actually, the first guy I called was my brother, who's a reliever for the Dodgers, and he kind of clued me in on, on tips and advice. And then, of course, this guy here and, and, and Griffin Jacks, I, I, I talked to him a little bit, and yeah.
3: Uh, Caleb, you put you the news about Joe Maurer entering the Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer. You have a unique connection to Joe and uh, in your career as well. Can you just tell us about that? He was the first one to catch for you.
4: Yeah, I mean, I was. I just talked to him a little bit earlier today and just mentioned, you know, there's only, you know, 19 or 20 catchers in the Hall of Fame. So to have your debut caught by a Hall of Fame catcher has to be a pretty <laughs> rare thing. Um, and. You know, I'm never, I'm never going to forget that moment, not just, not just because now that he's in the Hall of Fame, but, I mean, it was, a, it was an unbelievable moment. Everyone that makes their debut, you know, remembers that moment, and just to have him behind the plate was, was extra special, having grown up and watched him in my whole, my whole life. And, you know, then to be alongside of him, that, that was pretty cool. But now just now seeing him get elected into the Hall of Fame is unbelievable, and I couldn't be happier for the guy.
3: It's really special. Uh, so, Louie, you have a special connection to WCCO Radio because your mom used to work for us, had a chance to meet her. She's so fabulous. And I know your parents are so supportive of both you and your brother, Gus, who's in the Dodgers organization. So I have a question from a friend of mine who's a really big Twins fan uh, named Tim. He wanted to know if you were pitching to your brother or your brother was pitching to you, who would be the better hitter?
5: My brother, for sure. <laughs> you
1: okay.
5: would probably take me deep. i'm just kidding it's for sure me i I would never let my brother beat me
3: (laughs) did that inspire you the two of you just you know kind of that kind of competition did that get to you to where you're at and where your brother is at now
5: 100 that's that most of credit goes to him uh and and, and i'm I'm sure he would say the same about me like our, our relationship was very competitive we never wanted to lose to each other in everything we did, but at the end of the day, it was still like a, a loving, a loving uh, thing too. So
6: that's so great. Do you guys prepare together in the off season?
5: This is this is the first year he wasn't home. He was in Chicago with his girlfriend, so uh, I, I, I was mostly alone this this off you season. Got ditched. Yeah, <laughs> I did get ditched, and it was lonely. And, and but I, I made it work. I mean, I still talk to him all the time, and yeah, so.
3: Caleb, your wife is a coach as well. Can you tell us about that and how that works during the season and stuff like that? You both are busy people.
4: I mean, does it work? No. it's <laughs> we, we just have opposite schedules. I'm busy during the summer. She's busy during the winter. Um, so, I mean, we make it work the best we can. Uh, it's, uh, the, the child care can be difficult at times, but <sighs> uh, next three weeks I'm taking my son down to Fort Myers with me so that it will take a little bit off of her plate in the middle of her season. But... You know, she's, she's good at what she does, and I, I support her in what she does. And, um, you know, they've had some really good teams, and they've got another really good team this year. So it's, it's fun to watch and, and, and support her in what she loves to do.
3: And just in case people don't know, she's the associate head coach of South Dakota State women's basketball. How team. old is
6: your son?
4: He's four. Is he a lefty? Uh, he hits lefty, but I, I haven't been able to convince him to throw left-handed.
6: You need to tape his right arm to his body. Yeah. You, well, you know that better than anybody. Lefty's yeah, as long as no, you When, when he was, when,
4: when he was first starting to throw things, I could, he was, it was nothing but left-handed and I was like, all right, here we go. Um, but it, one day he just switched to righty and it's never gone back and. It's a little disappointing as you, as you might expect. Uh, Yeah. No, he, I got him swinging lefty at least.
3: Okay. (laughs) Um, I've seen Louis, some video of you like working in your dad's business. Uh, did you do a little bit of that in the off season or just focused on preparing for the season or how do you balance it
5: all? Um, well this past couple years, uh, I haven't been doing much drywall just because it's injury risk. And if the twins found out, I <laughs> cut my right hand like finger with, like with a razor or anything. That, that would knock over well. So I, I, I've stepped away from the drywall, but but back in the day in the minors, I would, in the off-season, work f- for my dad's company.
3: That's pretty incredible. Yeah. And uh, you just wanted to do that as part of your whole work ethic is who you are.
5: Yeah, that too. It's, it's blue college, my work worth ethic, and I also needed some extra money as well. So it was, good. It was a win-win. It's
3: good
6: both of you guys, all three of us from Minnesota, did you ever imagine when you were little that you were going to put on this uniform, that you were going to play at Target Field? Did it ever occur to you that that was going to happen?
4: Well, no, because I would have been imagining the Metrodome, but... Um, <laughs> but you, you never
6: played it. The, the only reason I said it, because you didn't play at the Metrodome, you debuted here.
4: Yeah, I, deb- I debuted here. But yeah, growing up, I mean, you always have that dream, um, but you know to actually realize that dream and and get to come out here every day for you know almost almost 6 years now is is pretty incredible and it really has been the thrill of my life to be able to to be able to play here and play in front of friends and family and and, and great fans every night and you know I wouldn't trade it for the world How about you Louis? Yeah, same here. I mean, uh
5: it's always been like a dream of mine and it wasn't like a dream that I felt was attainable until I was uh promoted to AAA and I was like, oh, man, this really could happen. And it was that, it was that late in the journey that it really, like, like it, 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 yeah. It's so
6: people good. have asked me, like, like what, what was that like? Or did you always know you were going to? And I described it as, like, nobody ever told me to stop playing. Yeah. Is that, like, it kind of seems like what you're saying. Like, it never really became a reality until you got, like, you were knocking on the door. Yep. And, and, yeah. and,
5: and that's exactly it. It was always fun until it became like, realistic, and then it became even more fun, and now we're here. And then you're like,
6: holy crap, this is actually <laughs> going to happen. Yeah, yeah that, was,
4: that was the same for me. I mean, I, uh, I kind of I grinded it out a couple, for a couple years in rookie ball, low A, high A, and then one year in 2012, I started the year in high A and was in AAA by mid-June, and then it kind of had that same, that same thought, like, wow, this, is actually, this actually might happen. And you know it ended up happening less than a year later. So that that was. You were like, if
6: just gets hurt one time, I might get an opportunity. <laughs> no.
4: Well, thank. Thankfully, you were the closer, so <laughs> didn't have to worry about that. You know, the closer, the closer wasn't the role
0: I was gunning for. So that. Uh, Thanks that to
3: both of you. This really great round of applause for Caleb Dealbar, Louis Barlin.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Aya. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>